I will apologise if sirens are going on in the background. I think there's a grass fire a few fields over. Oh, okay. I, I can't about... hear them. So there's only the only fire here, John, is happening in my attic where I'm currently sat. It's about a thousand degrees. Okay. So... I, I thought you were going to say something saucy then. I was going to say the fire in my pants. Well, we've got the introduction for the show, so that's good. <laughs> this is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hi everybody, welcome. This is Sheer Isolation. Thanks for listening. I am John in Cricklade. Kieran is in Trowbridge in his loft with a very fancy new background, might I say. Yes, it's the Village Pump logo! For people who, who don't know, the Village Pump is a venue that you manage yourself now and you've, it's been a, quite a big renovation over the last fair few months or so and you're nearly there. Nearly there. Very. I mean, I think when you own a place, a bit like owning a house, you're never really finished. There's always something else. Uh, but we've got to a point where it's happy with the presentation and all the other bits we do, we can do in time. So, yeah, we're there. So the purpose of this show is to promote and highlight the local music and art scene. And uh, in the next half hour, we will play a couple of tunes and we will be talking to a guest. Uh, Kieran, you've found us an absolutely fascinating chap to talk to this week. It's uh, Danny Katainik from uh, Serenity Audio. Uh, he, he's lived a life hasn't he he's been I, I, I don't know where to start with it but yeah it's a really interesting listen then so. yeah. quadraphonic sound in churches he's done main road in in manchester of all the baggy scene he's done london he's done russia world cups he's done all sorts have you had any gigs this week and if you haven't I've, I've got a lot to talk about today oh have you i'm just trying to think uh yeah the weekend we had steve wickham from the water boys and he was absolutely wonderful and charming and lovely the gig was a roaring success and that's pretty much all i've got to say about it tell me all your news okay have you ever been to uh, an event that was so good you then went again uh, i suppose it's difficult being a sound man because you you're contracted and obliged to attend the same gig night after night after night but as a punter have you ever done that um i've been to like a band who've been on tour and i've done like six dates in the southwest and i've done like two or three of them but i wouldn't say i've gone not knowingly how good it was going to be then gone the next night no i've Mm. never done that yeah so this is going to make me out to be a proper nerd of the great british bake-off but (laughs) Somebody has created a musical and it was on for two weeks in Cheltenham. And I went on the Monday night and then I took a load of friends on the final night, which was the Saturday night, because it was that good. (laughs) Great British Bake Off musical. It has. It sounds like it could be very bad and cheesy, but it is genuinely a properly thought out musical with some amazing songs and some incredible parodies. um, And and it was actually written with the backing of the TV producers. Okay, well, I mean, that's not what I was expecting when I logged in today. So there's one for me to do some research on YouTube. Time for a tune. Time for a tune. I I get to pick this week. Previous guest on the show, Seth Bai. We're we're going back probably about 18 months ago. Um, When we spoke to Seth, he was part of the band at Gifford Circus. Oh, yes. Now, this year, he's not part of the band. He's gone off to work on other projects. I recently found out that this other project is that he's now part of a band called The Destroyers, okay. who are a Birmingham 12-piece. They've been around for a good couple of decades. They play that kind of music we absolutely love, Karen, that Baltic, Celtic, crossover, hard-string folk, you know? Uh, you're talking my language. And I, I discovered this when he posted a, a little humble post online just mentioning that the destroyers uh, just happened to be opening the commonwealth games in birmingham like you do yeah this particular track is called hanger honger (laughs) 
subtle of that. That is uh, Hanger Hongo. It's from the Destroyers, a uh, band who opened Commonwealth Games this year um, uh, in Birmingham. And uh, Seth was a previous guest when he was part of the Gifford Circus Touring Band. Pop man. Hanger Hongo. I'm, I'm not sure if there's a meaning to that or if it just sounds good. Maybe just, it just sounds maybe good, I'm sure. onomatopoeic, maybe. Yeah. And what I love about them as well, they've got those, um, the sousaphone style brass section. Mm. I love a sousaphone. Yeah. Great. There, there's some really nice, kind of traditional, old fashioned style instruments in there. I'm going to move on to product placement, Kieran. It's been a long time since you've actually displayed something. Uh, I, I don't have anything ready, John. It's all downstairs. But have you, have you bought any tracks or have you bought any albums recently? Yeah, I, so I bought, I picked up a, a record by a lady and I'll just find her name because um, I want to make sure I get it right. Is this the found a... sound lady you've spoken yeah. about before? Uh, Cassandra Jenkins. Cassandra Jenkins. I've obviously got a thing with the surname Jenkins because I love Tom Jenkins. Cassandra Jenkins, no relation. She's American. She's kind of really bizarre found sounds mixed with like really light blues. Uh, she's absolutely brilliant. I absolutely, so mesmerizing musically. Mm, okay, yeah, that is definitely a name I'm going to check out. I'm intrigued to listen uh, to this music that you have found. Where did you find this? So I was looking up at a festival, trying to figure out what bands I could nick for warm-ups. And for some reason, I really liked what they'd written about her. I, re- I read the profile and I thought, that sounds interesting. So I hit play on Spotify and I was like, oh no, on YouTube. And I was like, yes. I love the fact that a simple paragraph on a website actually can sell tickets or drive sales or whatever yeah you, you've just also put a little top tip out there for any um musicians who are, who are trying to get themselves heard have a decent synopsis on your social networks and don't just write band from bath oh god please write a synopsis write don't who be your clever members... actually give a description write who your members names are as well because actually a lot of people like to know who's in the band or it makes it a dance easier to find individual members to contact members and what your dna is like who what instruments they play so that i can guess what a tech spec might be you know what i mean just stuff like that more information the better actually (laughs) anyway have we got to news yet let's get to news let's skip to the news section no we're gonna no we're gonna do the interview oh okay you can do the news in a minute um we do need to go over to the interview which is um a guy called uh, danny katainik who runs a company called serenity audio um, based just outside Chippenham his history and what he's been doing in the past um it was just fascinating to talk to him about it so we'll we'll just uh, crack on with the interview and just uh, have a listen to, to this it, it very very reminiscent to when we spoke to Brian Keane and Brian was telling us about all his all his old uh, days being the sound guy in the 70s and 80s and I, I felt there was a, a lot of similarity with what Danny talked about but Serenity Audio is kind of the child of many, many years of uh, being in the industry, working primarily for other people, other companies, other production companies. And I always have this vision of uh, owning my own production company, and that's the birth of Serenity Audio. My passion is live sound and all that comes with it. And I've been doing that since a very, very early age, probably 16, 17. Um, I'm 64 now, so I have a few years. Well, I was, was going to suggest you've only been doing it for 10 years, clearly. So. Uh, yeah, but Serenity Audio is, uh, in its current format, it's about five, six years. How did you get into it? Did you study um, sound and acoustics in education? 
So I, I need to give credit to my brother who is 14 years older than me. Uh, he's an electronic engineer. My background is electronic engineer. As a present when I was, I think 11 or 12, he gave me a soldering iron and a multimeter. Uh, he got me to his workshop to repair valve amplifiers. And that's how I started my passion for electronics. And that, that developed into electronics for audio. He was designing and manufacturing consoles, mixing desks. And slowly, 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 I got into that. When I came to this country, the first thing I did was uh, to try and find a way of uh, staying here. And uh, I enrolled myself into a school of audio engineering which uh, I ended up teaching there. So they, they opened the path for me to kind of uh, get in, into the industry. And, and then to cut a, a very long story short, I ended up working for a company called Encore. At the time, it was a very small kind of production company based in Camden Town in London. Uh, I ended up being the sound engineer and, uh, and the sound designer, system designer for many of the clubs in London. Uh, Dingwalls was primarily one. The borderline, break for the border, venues in Brixton, pretty much every venue in the in the West End. Uh, I had my hands on the Astoria, and the list goes on and on and on. So I ended up not just installing the system, but also operating them. So at that time in in West London, the, the music scene was just booming, all kinds of influences, exactly. and it was kind of... that, that was the 1980s, which was a fantastic time to join to join this fantastic industry. Well, my, my, my first tour was with Simple Minds. And then I ended up doing uh, the Happy Mondays and, and Toto and Katie Lang and Curtis Mayfield and all oh, the names goes on and on. I can't remember all the names I've done in, in that particular time of my life. It was good. That's incredible. Yeah, it and, was really nice. So how, how did that suddenly happen? Because obviously you've done a lot of, as you mentioned, you've done all your kind of electrical engineering and you've worked through to doing sound and acoustics. How did you suddenly end up going on tour with, with such a big, long list of big I guess, 80s bands? I guess it was being the right place at the right time. Um, then was obviously opened a, a big door to me because lots of artists were coming there. Then was, I'm not sure how much you know about that club, but in the 80s was the club in London. Lots of the tours used to start there as a warm-up uh, gig. Promoters or, you know, VIPs before they, the, the tours used to meet there. Uh, so it was a very good venue to be. And then the company I, was, uh, I worked with, uh, Encore, they, they grew exponentially. At, at the time, they had one of the biggest sound systems, Martin's sound systems in, in London and the, in the UK. And the rest of history, I mean, the company grew. Because I was there, I grew with the company. And, and because I had the background of electronic engineering and acoustic engineering, uh, I was an asset to all these companies to go on tour because I can fix things and not just operate them. So I guess you were doing that for what, but 10, 15 years maybe before you decided to settle down? Or was there, was there another something I was in between? That, around the year 2000, yeah, I got associated with an American company called Apogee Sound. One of my latest installations or last installation was uh, the sound equipment for the Lion King in the Legacy in London. So that was my, my, I provided all the sound system for that. And at that point, American company went bust in America. And I don't know why, hit, what hit me, I decided to, to take a break from sound engineering and went into IT. And I went into IT for 10 years. 
Hmm. Uh, I, I expect that was an advantage because in that time, sound desks have merged correct. into computers, into laptops. Correct. Uh, and that is exactly what happened because I, apart from having the knowledge of electronic engineering and acoustic engineering and sound engineering, I now have the IT knowledge. After 10 years, I, the company I was working for, they, they were in Bath. I was based in London. I was commuting Bath, London, Bath, London. And eventually we moved to the countryside. We moved to, to where we are now. Five years later, the company grew exponentially again and through acquisition. And three of us ended up doing the same job. One of us needed to go and I put my hands up and I said, I'm going to go back to what I love most, where my passion is. Cool. Well, we should probably talk a bit about uh, Serenity Audio because you, you're, you're sat in front of all your equipment right now. So you, you do, uh, you do a lot of live session recordings. Uh, what kind of music, what kind of sounds are you? So the with? studio, I, I set up the studio about six years ago, seven years ago as a toy. Uh, <laughs> as a spending, because I was in IT, I wanted to spend time here. My kids are musicians. And I decided I will give them the tools to do whatever they want and, and at home. And, and I enjoy being here and playing around with producing things. Although my kids, especially my son, he way, way, way much better than me nowadays. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's a nice environment to be here. Uh, it's a hobby as much as a job. I think we'll just rewind back to well, that classes that the heyday when you were going off on, on tour with all these musicians did. Is it rude to ask if you had a particularly favourite band or a favourite tour or, or a particular story that comes to mind? Tick, 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 all of the three, all of the about. <laughs> okay, so favourite artist has to be Katie Lang. It was a pleasure working with that lady. You know, even if I were, already was an established sound engineer, I learned a lot from her and from because she came with a sound engineer, but he let me do the, the, the sound. So I think that's Katie Lang is definitely one of my best artists that I work with. Toto was a great experience, obviously. I, I love that music, so it was great to be with them. I wasn't with them as capacity of sound engineer, I was a system engineer. But the best story, uh, um, I have to kind of smile, is um, we did what is called now the Lit Festival. It was Happy Mondays were headlining. It was last and there was all sorts of bands. And for that, Encore has put, Encore was doing that with another company and they put together the largest PA system of the day. Every single box of Martin F2 system was in that stadium. It was a phenomenal exercise uh, for, for, I think they said that it took us all or more than a week. There was those were the days before line arrays. Uh, so there was scaffolding building. There was three-story scaffolding, and and you see people climbing on the scaffolding and holding speakers, taking them to the top. But to cut a, a long story short, uh, I was in charge of all the cabling, and I was in charge of, of the technical staff. We were a day ahead of the sound check. But somebody did a mistake with the cabling of the generators. Um, one cable, two cables were reversed, face and earth. And what happened is that when they switch on the system without my approval, pretty much half a stage blew up. Literally, there was smoke coming from the left side of the stage. It wasn't a very nice moment. <laughs> we were ahead of schedule. 
luckily enough, I, being a sound engineer and an electronic engineer, I always carry my tool case with me, my test equipment with me, and I work overnight from all the equipment I had, I managed to fix the front of the stage. Uh, we didn't have the delay towers at that point, but at least we were ready for a sound check. And the Happy Mondays got to play after all. And we wouldn't have played without you. Did the whole thing carry on as normal. Uh, and actually there was a, a magazine called Live, Live Music, and they quoted that they put me and it says the hero of the hour. So that is, I think that is the, my best story. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but tell us about the other stuff you do. It's not just music you do, is it? Yeah, no, that's right, yeah. I did the World Cup as well. <laughs> what, what were you doing at the World Cup? Because it was audio again, wasn't it? Yes, I was. So in the World Cup, I was in charge of the communication system and the broadcast for um, the VAR system in Sochi. I think I have six, six matches. Each match has got like two days preparation. So it's a lot of work going on, making sure that the, the coverage on every single square meter of the pitch is, is working. Wow, I mean, that's quite an undertaking. Uh, yes, it was scary, I must say. <laughs> I did, I did, you know, I did big things in the past, but suddenly to be there and you have all the official, uh, FIFA officials looking at you and you are the only, I was the only person there doing so any fault that the VAR will have is on my head, on my shoulder. So yeah, it was very... But you didn't have any problems and no. every, all the goals stood, so it's all fine. No, it's all fine. It was very funny because my, my first language is Spanish and most of the referees, they were Spanish or Spanish speaking. So it was very funny because I needed to listen to what they say. So it was very funny to listen to some of the comments they have about some players. And we won't go into details for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very interesting. It was very interesting. <laughs> Do you want to um, explain what, which song you've chosen and why you've chosen it? Okay, so... I've chosen Pink Skies is by Amy Kay, which incidentally is my daughter, but that's not the reason why I chose it. I chose it because there is a nice story behind it. It was done here in the house. Um, Pink Sky was the result of one lovely evening during lockdown that the skies were pink. My daughter got into the studio with Leo, my son, and they wrote the song and they, um, he produced it. Leo plays most of the instruments in that. And I think it's a lovely song that represents a lot of the, what, what happened during lockdown and, and being at home and being nostalgic. I think a lot of the experience that many of us had during lockdown.
the tune we've just played there that that is Danny's choice it's uh, the artist is Amy K and the track there is Pink Skies magnificent right we have got some uh, news you said you had some exciting news to talk about so I'll let you go well, so 2000 Trees today have announced one of their, the Axiom headliner. They've announced the headliner at Trees, not the main stage, but the Axiom, which for all intents and purposes, because of the nature of the band, I don't care what, who else is playing the rest of the festival all weekend because they booked the one band I've wanted to see for years. It's a band called Rival Schools, and I am absolutely tickled pink. I'm so excited. The fact that they're playing is just blowing my mind, and I'm so excited. I honestly... I don't care about anything else now. I'm there for them. That's it. Problem solved. This gig is 11 months away. You are that excited. I'm already excited. I, I'm, and I bought my ticket already. So I'm literally like, I've got my ticket already. I've got my ticket already. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about another previous guest that we've had on Share Isolation. Uh, Florence Esquit Nicholas. I can't remember when we spoke to her, but it was probably about six or nine months ago, something like that. Before Christmas. Yeah, before Christmas. So yeah, mm. God, it's August, isn't it? Yeah, my so, Lord. She uh, had created a uh, kind of semi-autobiographical uh, performance called Destiny, Destiny, which was about growing up and life in Chippenham. Um, uh, well, okay. And and the general Wiltshire area. Yes. <laughs> I've just been reading that she has taken the Destiny show to the Edinburgh Fringe. So she's currently in Edinburgh and she's performing yeah. it there. So well done to her. Yeah, she's an absolute talent, John. Um, she's coming back to the town hall with Destiny later this year. But yeah, you're right. She's in. She's at the Fringe in Edinburgh. Um, incidentally, I've just been invited to work at the Fringe next year, so I might be having August off next year, John, and going to work in in spend a month in Scotland. So nice. lots of haggis for me. Haggis and Iron Brew. Looking forward to it. You can contact us uh, by going to shareisolation at gmail dot com or uh, find previous shows on shareisolation.co.uk or your streaming service of choice. We will be back here same time next week. All right, Karen, I will leave you, B-Word. Thank you for uh, a very entertaining show. Speak to you next week. Take care, my man. Bye. 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 Bye Bye-bye.